Hello, Babylonians. I know a lot of you have been with us for a long time, even from the beginning, and we cannot say thank you enough. And I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately, how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor. Anchor Anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, It is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto, and there's lots of different, it'll stream to at least, I think, 10 different platforms, or more. um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter where your setup is like, you can start creating today, today, and tell me what your podcast name is, because you know I'm going to listen. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me, even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Hello, Babylonians. Yeah, that is really loud. Hey, yeah, you're gonna hear us loud and clear today. Clear. Welcome to Bloody Babbles Podcast. Who are you? I am Nicole. Hello, Nicole. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Because she wants to seduce you with With her voice. Yes. And I am Shauna. I am the naysayer. Just kidding. I don't know about naysaying. I am the uh, person who just fucking talks shit on the side. (laughs) And and then there's Apollo. (laughs) So if you're new here. Welcome. I thank you. If you're a, a repeat listener, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Keep repeating. Keep repeating over and over. Tell your friends, tell your grandma, even if you don't like her. Um, uh, my baby, I have one of those. <laughs> he is in one of those, um, I guess, little swing type things that you those can... Those jumpers you attach to... To, like a door frame. Yes. And he's just hanging. <laughs> he's waving at us. He's going to bop his He's going to smash his face into the wall. Tears. Until then, you're going to hear laughter. Until we're, I'm, I told her, I was like, it's going to be real hard to focus on telling you about this case because he's just really entertaining. He's he hear, he so found funny. the, so we have like a storage underneath our stairs and we've got a curtain covering it. So if that's, that's the <laughs> no, 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 no. He's shaking his head back and forth, but yes, welcome. Um, well, the reason he's in it is because he's a little crawler. He crawls everywhere, and so... And we can't have him unplugging this laptop that we're using because I need to get a new one, and if you unplug it, then our sound goes vominous. She found the jumper. <laughs> so I found it. She's just like, you just need one of those things that you hang in your doorway. And I'm like, I literally had it pulled out because I have several friends who are pregnant and some that are due very, very soon. So I've been trying to weed out all my baby stuff because I'm done and <laughs> with having children of my own. And I was just like, oh, I have that. I know where it is. So I just grabbed it. And you hear him? <laughs> 
And Dawn, if you're listening, you're welcome. We love you, Dawn. We love you so much. <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Um, yeah, so it's maybe kind of faint. And That's distant, what we should just do. It's You hear us in the background, and it's just focused in on him, the video. The video is just Apollo the entire time. And there the we go. Then us telling us true crime murders. Oh my god, you might be onto something. Maybe, or we get flagged and we got CPS coming into our home. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) It would be pretty freaking entertaining, and then then they would understand. Hi. Maybe maybe that should be our first, because I've talked about it for almost two years, a a Patreon thing is just, because we don't want to be on camera. It's really not something we really want to do. Facts. Even though I know on like YouTube, that's like a big following. You can get there as well. But I'm just like, mmm, camera. But we do have a super cute baby, and now we have some entertainment. Mm -hmm. (gasps) You know what we could do if we did on camera? Sorry, babble time. Okay, so we do the story. Yes. But upside down, and we tape or we glue googly eyes on our chin with like lash glue. (laughs) And we put like okay, and we do it that way. So then you wouldn't even know that we have three chins. (laughs) Yeah. Because they would just be our So you guys, would you love that if we just, like, if you just... Let us know. From the chin down, kind of, and we'd be upside down. And so you'd just see us from our chin to, like, like, where our nostrils are almost, but just above that. And then we have... (laughs) I'm, like, diagramming this out because you can see me. Um, We have googly eyes on our chin. And we're like talking upside down. What who does it? That's in um it's a cartoon. I can't think of it. I could see it. Uh I have no idea. There's a cartoon that there's a character that it's like a teacher or something upside that has upside down, down <laughs> eyes. And there's like cats are the main character and there's like a rabbit Ugh. that's a dad. Jim face. I can't think of it. I can see it. Um Reenact Frankenstein. It's on. It's in. It's on uh, Cartoon Network or Cartoon like a I don't know. Like the kids watch it. I don't know. Cartoon I can see it in my head, but I can't. Let's see. Um. Gumball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Amazing World of Gumball. Yes, Gumball. Yes. Yeah, I was like, there it is. <laughs> chin girl laugh. Ha 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 ha. So we could be like chin girl. <laughs> there you go. I freaking love that show too. Okay. I couldn't think of it. Neither I. We watch Gumball pretty frequently too, mm-hmm. so I'm like that did not click in my brain. But anyway, but anyway so, so let us know, yeah, guys, because that could very well <laughs> that'd be really hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we do it. I don't either. Laughing the entire time. It'd have to and be a same. short case. Yeah, it would have to be kind of like this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> We'll 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 work on that. You're on your knees. Something to uh, think about when before Shauna um, abandons ship. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, Nate Case, our homie on uh, Twitter. Nate, if you're not if you're not all hair, if you're new hair, new hair. A lot of our cases come from our wonderful friend, Nate, yes. and he's amazing, and love I love you, him so much. And this is one I think he requested quite a long time ago, because it's um, he had given me the name Karen Jenkins, who is actually the victim in this case, so it threw me off when I was like starting to do the notes for it, and I'm like, huh, alright, cool, cool, cool. Mom! Huh. What's up, homie? Alright. Um, yep. <laughs> that was just a little Arlo interlude there for you. I was going to say interlude. So <laughs> I was very excited that you said it as well. 
Bring it on the same wavelength. It's great. So, oh my god. Sorry, pause for the cause. Okay. And there we go. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to this. Maybe <laughs> we'll start this. You guys don't even... No time has passed for you. I was just... Oh, so, like I said, this... Um, we're going to call this the case of Karen Jenkins, but ultimately the person who takes her life is named Monique Lee. And her now, I know, I was like, when I was like typing it, I was like, Monique Lee, <laughs> Monique Lee, Monique Lee. Um, she was pretty mentally ill and they kind of like, that's where they really hone in on that and everything. So we're going to just, we're going to jump right into uh, the, the murder and then we're going to kind of backtrack and then talk about the, uh, the courtroom case and oh, how whatever. likes the Tarantino things. Yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. You're welcome. Um, okay. So, uh, October 17th, 2010. A Tuesday. It's always a Tuesday. There's actually a, a spot in here where it talks about it being a Tuesday, and I got real excited. Um, so, that is the day that Monique takes the life of her landlord, Karen Jenkins, because she was uh, given okay eviction papers. On that point, both sides agreed for the court, in the court. So... Yeah, just starting, coming in hot. Don't. I know Shauna doesn't like it sometimes when I do this. It's all right. I didn't, I couldn't find like a whole lot. Like it talks about her being mentally ill and we will get to it, I promise. So as this was her first, um, this was Monique's first degree murder trial began Tuesday in Douglas County District Court on a Tuesday, sorry. Prosecutors and defense attorneys disagreed on whether um, the long-standing mental illness that she had made her unable to comprehend the consequences of her actions. No. False. Big okay. false. Big fat goose egg false. In short, prosecutor Brenda Beetle, 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 sorry, said <laughs> Lee was capable of understanding right and wrong. Karen Jenkins often um, offered reduced rent to Lee and other tenants, sometimes even... Goodbye. Even hiring them to work off their rent. However, Lee had used that, um, used that, uh, oh my gosh. She had used up those chances. Okay. Is what Beetle ended up saying. She gave her that option to, what? Are you doing that with his hand? Yeah. Oh, I was like, I think Apollo's having a seizure. <laughs> All I see is a little, she's holding his hand and he's like twitching and I was like, is he okay? He's fine. You good, homie? He just got slumbering. He's so tired. Um, okay. Upset that she was being evicted, Lee and her brother, Gary, set out to set up, set Jenkins up, is what the prosecution ends up saying. And he is 19 and she is 27. Or 28. We'll get to their ages, but not super old humans. Pretending that Gary was a pers- uh, pers- prop. <laughs> prospective tenant, the Lees lured Jenkins to a vacant apartment in the same building as the bar that was being renovated um, as the bar was being renovated by Jenkins an accomplished and well-traveled businesswoman who held a doctorate and once worked as a college instructor. So Karen is literally not an actual Karen because, you know, that's like the term for people who suck. We're not calling it Jada. Boom! There it is! I'm allowed to say that because my son has alopecia, so. <laughs> Did you see the James Corden thing? No. Oh my god. He goes, we don't talk about Jada. <laughs> if, if some of you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. That's you need to watch it because they, they're like, we can't talk about this. And I think it's pretty freaking funny. So, sorry. Yeah, and he does have alopecia and he has beautiful skin and it's ridiculous. Yes. But anyways... 
And he's nervous about moving to a new place being bald. But I think mm. he'll be great. And then I thought, well, maybe this whole thing with Jada is its like a, the universe being like, here you go, now people, more people know about it, Jariah. And exactly. Especially okay. with how he has a really good attitude about it. But he's still nervous. But anywho, so they're going back to murder, not bald murder, heads. Murder, not bald heads. But we talk about Jada here. <laughs> okay, so they lure her in as um, she didn't know uh, Gary. She just knew uh, Monique. Jenkins, um, yeah, Karen. Sorry, I use last names more often than not. She was 48 years old, was preparing to show the apartment to Gary, and that's when Monique attacked her from behind. She ends up yelling at her, Monique, get off of me. Lee then um, did the unthinkable sh- she went into this attack without having anything planned, and this was definitely on, like, I read, I think, five or six different articles. She didn't have a gun, didn't have a knife, so she literally strangled her with the cord of a vacuum cleaner that was nearby while Gary held Karen's legs. And ultimately, she died of asphyxiation, and uh, they broke something in her throat. Uh, I can't think so of it. So they killed Monique? Yeah, okay. no, no, Monique killed Karen, okay. her landlord, who just had given her eviction papers. Okay. So they okay. lured her to this apartment with the concept that Gary was wanting to rent an apartment from her because it was a vacant apartment. Okay. And Monique attacks her. She was okay. hiding in the apartment. Okay. Yep. All right. Because they broke in. So they, the siblings, Monique and Gary, end up wrapping Karen's body in a sheet and they stuffed her in a closet. Oh my gosh. Um, hours later, under the co- cover of darkness, they um, took her body out and put her across the street and disposed of it under a porch of a house that had been burned out, which was near uh, 40th Street and Ames Avenue. I believe, I said Douglas County, I want to say doo, 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 doo. Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, this is happening in Nebraska. I know. One of our neighbors states. Hello, Nebraska listeners. Hi, Nebraska listeners. Hello there. I don't know if I ever... Well, it talks about Omaha, so... Any who's or what's it? So, strangle her with a freaking cord. Ugh. I just... That's just so... There's just something about strangling that just... It it gets me. So, anyway, these... Off? (laughs) Sorry. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Do not choke me. It's not the thing. Oh, man. And then, of course, the (laughs) freaking... The way the sound waves hit. Kind of looks like a vagina. (laughs) Sorry. Not sorry. All right. We're not going to talk about sexuality here today. Oh, but we are. But we did. And there it is. Lee's attorney, who was public defender Tom Riley, told jurors his defense um, is two-pronged. First and foremost... He argued that prosecutors will have a hard time convincing jurors that Monique killed Karen Jenkins. False. Um, Gary, who had cooperated with prosecutors and said he would testify for them, is the only one who connected Monique to what happened in that apartment. So Riley said Gary um, had the motive to lie. Quote, he's not trying to protect his sister. He's trying to lay it off on her, and she is not equipped to defend herself. Therein lies the second prong of Riley's defense, which even if jurors decided that the prosecutors have proven their case, he said it's clear that Monique was insane at the time of Jenkins' killing, which, I mean, I don't I don't see her as insane. I, I see her as kind of... Unstable? Unstable and a little bit... The way that when we talk about some of the things she talks about later mm-hmm. is her... No, a little undereducated, maybe? Gotcha. Okay. okay. I don't know how to say that with... I mean, I, she's 
a fucking cold-blooded killer, but I don't, like, want to insult people who aren't educated. Because some people just talk like that. It's fine. I'm just in my own head. It's fine. It's fine. Prosecutors and the defense plan to call um, dueling doctors to debate the issue. Dr. Bruce Gutnick. He was an Omaha uh, psychiatrist and frequent witness um, for the def- for the defense. He just... He testified that Lee was insane and incapable of understanding her actions at the time. But no. she could pay rent, and, or, or not, or not pay rent. <laughs> but she could. Um, she knew the right, what was right, and what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the, and we'll get to that because she talks about her children later on. Okay. Doctor Scott Moore, he was a Lincoln Regional Center psychiatrist. Disagreed. He testified that Lee could distinguish right from wrong. So that's a lot of give and take. After strangling Jenkins, um, the prosecutors alleged that they ended up super gluing Karen's nose, um, her nostrils, so much that her upper lip was glued to her nose. Oh, my gosh. um, Then they ended up stuffing tissue in her mouth. And she was already dead by this point. So I I think they just wanted to ensure that she'd stay dead. Just on the off chance she wasn't because... I mean, with strangling someone, they can eventually pass out, and you may not, depending sure. on what amount of force you use, just based off past cases, not personal experience. Um, <laughs> just needed to clarify that. If you're here, we're well over 100 episodes now. Like, literally only a couple, but it's fine. Um, so then the brother-sister duo ends up hiding the body across the street. So her disappearance prompted a frantic search among her large and close-knit family. The family knew something was wrong when her sister, Cynthia, who spoke with Karen multiple times a day every day, couldn't get a hold of her. Karen was the baby of the family, and she and... Jesus, oh, Pete. She and Cynthia talked daily several times a day. As if we didn't need to... We had to say it not once, but twice. However, the last phone call dialed to Karen Jenkins' phones was Gary Lee's number at 10.30 a.m. on October 17th at 10.31 a.m. Oh, okay, so he called her at 10.30. At 10.31, he then called or texted his sister's number as he followed Karen Jenkins into the apartment. After hiding the body, it, um, it wasn't found for six days. Ooh. So that's, uh, she's going to be smelling a little right. Um, Monique was deceptive with detectives investigating the disappearance because her stories change. She is inconsistent with she with what? Okay, Nicole, just read your notes. <laughs> Monique initially that padding is me patting Apollo's butt because he's trying to fall asleep and choke on my necklace at the same time. Just so you're aware. Okay, just kidding. We do strangle things here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really bad. <laughs> We don't. We don't. He likes to chew. He's definitely on my hobs and necklace. He's teething like a mm-hmm. mofo. He already has his two little bottom teeth, and they're precious. Mm-hmm. So he is just—he's just teething away, and she's giving butt pats because he did not sleep while he was at her house for very long. Not for very long, but butt pats definitely knock his his little knock his little tushy out. Yep. This has got the perfect butt. Chase has got his mom's butt. Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> Or case story thing. Uh, Monique told investigators that she hadn't seen Jenkins for a while. Huh, you don't say. Mm. On the Sunday in question, she said she was at the Sienna Francis house doing community service work all day. Of course. Of course you were doing service work. You were probably going to the soup kitchen later, too. And then you were going to go help adopt out some puppies that needed baths. Fuck you. Sorry. Actually, I can say that. I'm not going to spoil anything yet. She later changed that story. Shocker. What? Surprise. Oh, my God. Didn't see that coming. Telling detectives that she was home all day. Okay, so she went from doing good work to being at home in the same apartment complex where this lady was just brutally murdered. It's fine. 
It's fine. Ronald Ross, who was a uh, Douglas County Sheriff's constable, said he served Monique Lee with initial eviction papers on October 3rd. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. If you guys didn't catch that, that was a Mean Girls reference. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it is. It's October 3rd. Sorry. I love that movie. The papers um, indicated that uh, Monique could contest her eviction and a court date was set for October 15th. Remember, she murders on the 17th. A Tuesday. I didn't get the chance to get out much, um, which Ross, uh, the constable said of his encounter with Lee. She grabbed the papers out of my hand and just mumbled something and was kind of upset. In the course of her first degree murder, uh, Monique de- Monique's defense has been questioning whether prosecutors could prove that Lee killed her landlord, um, Karen Jenkins. However, one person didn't question who did the killing, which was Lee herself. In a December 2010 phone call from the jail, played by prosecutors thir- that Thursday afternoon, it was a Tuesday, it's always a Tuesday, just kidding. Um, so she calls her sister, and she tells her sister that she did indeed kill Karen Jenkins. I admit it. I did it, she said at one point. At another, at another, she blubbered through her tears how she did it. Pressing Monique about how she was charged with first-degree murder, her sister, whose name is Deshondra Boatman, asked whether she shot or stabbed Jenkins, who was, as I, I think I said age 48 earlier. Please tell me that's the same. Yes, 48 years old. Lee didn't respond. She's like, come on, Monique, just tell me. I won't tell nobody. I won't tell mom. Did you drug her? I didn't drug her, Lee said, sniffling. I just rolled my eyes, but you couldn't hear it or see it. Mm-hmm. You could hear it. You can hear my eye roll. Ugh. I choked. I strangled her. I strangled her, Chandra. Douglas County Public Defender Tom Riley had uh, left little unturned as he questioned whether someone else, namely Lee's brother Gary, could have killed Jenkins. But that part of the defense was undermined... Thursday, as his client's words reverberated through the courtroom, they played that phone call in the courtroom. In addition to the jail, and her mom ends up reacting, and it's um, Monique's mom who's the killer. In addition to the jailhouse phone calls, prosecutors say Lee had made admissions to both of the psychiatrists. Psychiatrists? Mm-hmm. Yes, who had evaluated her? I'm not fixing my words, it's fine. Words are hard. And her brother Gary was expected to testify that he helped Monique after she became upset that she knew she was being evicted. She talks about that too in one of another one of her phone calls. Um, okay, this is where she starts trying to play the craziness. All right, so all of the things may mean that the defense would soon turn to the second prong of their strategy, which their argument that she was insane at the time of the killing. Um, I did say defense, right? Yeah, okay. The three phone calls made two months after Jenkins was found dead, because like I said, it was six days later that they found her body, um, show that she was just a desperate woman, uh, Monique. Douglas County Attorney Don Klein and Chief Deputy Brenda Beadle said it was um, just a woman covering her tracks and trying to deflect blame for strangling Lee with a vacuum cleaner cord. Which I just, it's just horrific, because I think about, those things are thick, like... You have to hold on. Okay, I don't want to think about it. Riley, on the other hand, likely will would point out some elements of the phone calls as signs that Lee wasn't all there. Well, she probably isn't all there, but she knew exactly what the fuck she was doing. Especially because she saw the vacuum was like nearby, and that's what she ended up grabbing to use. Throughout the phone calls, Monique seemed consumed with her children and with the consequences she might suffer. In the second phone call that day, she had adamantly denied acting alone or out of anger for getting initial eviction papers. 
I admitted I did it. It wasn't based off of what everybody thinks it is. My kids was being threatened. I mentioned earlier how her grammaticalness is not great. By who is what her sister, uh, Chandra, asked. She referred to a mysterious man at a nearby body shop and to a yellow truck parked in the neighborhood. All I know is his name is Black, is what Monique was saying. I would get phone calls, messages telling me what clothes I was wearing, like they was watching me. I was being threatened. My brother was being threatened. So she's now creating this character, mm -hmm. which, I mean, can help you seem crazy if you've committed a murder, but I don't think that's the case. So she tells her sister that Jenkins' body was moved by the unnamed man and his friends. Gary was... Ex um, was going to testify he helped his sister hide the body however was expected to do that he kept threatening me is what monique said he started telling me do it or die so i did it meaning that this man whose name is i'm assuming just his last name was black even though there's literally absolutely no no person who she just manifested this character out of her brain but this person this entity was Telling her that she needed to commit this murder against Karen or else something was going to happen to her children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's super crazy. Oh my god, she's nuts. She shouldn't deserve this. Bah! Mm -hmm. Authorities noted that Lee provided more deals, deals, details with each phone call. In the first call, um, she said she strangled her. In the second call, she asked what role their brother Gary played, um, which is uh, Chandra, sorry. Gary watched, is what Monique said. He just stood there and watched, and he held her down, um, which he did hold her legs down, because I think he ends up admitting to doing that, but he didn't do the initial killing, not holding the smoking gun type thing, whatever. In the third phone call, she vents to her sister about their little brother cooperating with the police and pinning the motive on the eviction. Gary threw all this shit on me, Monique said. You mean to tell me I've been letting you live in my house, and then you go going to throw this shit on me? This is my blood. No, it's Karen's blood because you killed her. <laughs> Bitch. Sorry. Not sorry. Fuck you. Courtroom spectators were spellbound by the tapes. A few of Karen's family members and friends dabbed away tears. One buried her... Or, not... Not Moni. Did I say Karen? A few of Karen's family members and friends dabbed away tears. One buried her head in her hands. At one point... Monique's mother left the courtroom in a huff. She shot a glare in her daughter's direction before flinging open the courtroom doors. I can just picture that. Just <sighs> big old scene. Yeah. Love it. And that was her mom. Like, the yeah. killer's mom. Like, I don't know. I have to keep reiterating that. It's, you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, two jurors scribbled furiously as Monique made her admissions. Another closed his notebook and just leaned back in his chair. I can just, like, literally picture this in my brain. And then a female juror, juror tried to stifle tears as Monique repeatedly asked about her six-year-old daughter and her three-year-old son. Um, she had asked on the phone call, have they asked about me? I need to hear them. Uh, Chandra said, they're fine. I just told them mom has to take a vacation, which I'm like, that's so sad because they're six and three and that's all they, I just, they're not going to understand what jail is, obviously. Um, finally, Chandra, who, who had custody of the children, put the daughter on and she, um, Monique says to her, hi, baby. Hey, baby. You take care of your little brother, okay? I love you. And her daughter said, I love you, too. Which I'm like, pull up my heartstrings. Your mom sucks. I'm so sorry. So, later she asked about the life sentence she could end up facing because um, if she gets convicted of murder. Chandra tells her this. They probably are going to try to give you life. They m might give you 20 years. 
so she's just like, well, 20 is a lot better than life. At least as long as it's not forever, as long as I can get out and see my kids. And then she ends up pausing. She goes, if I could change this, Chandra, I swear to God I would. I can't stand being away from my babies. Mm. So that, that can become a gray area with, with insanity. And because I think it meant, I'll mention mentioned potential schizophrenia that she suffered from at some point no i just and like murder usually is an emotional like like emotions get not and i'm not justifying by any stretch of the imagination but like it's so crazy the things that like we say or we do based on emotion right flying off the head i mean like there are things that i've said or done where i'm like i can't fuck but it was just like like when you hear people say i saw red or i yeah. blacked out for a moment or whatever you know it's like when Some that emotion is so intense wrong and intense but also she's known knew for a while that she was gonna get kicked out i don't know it's like it, well yeah she got those papers on october 13th and then literally two weeks later that's when you're completing kind of planned this because her brother's with her so i just don't I mean, it was a crime of passion for sure because she didn't want to get, but like also not like spur of the, I mean, spur of the moment because she grabbed the vacuum, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Baby is snoring. No. And all I see is a little foot. So Gary, he was uh, 21 when he ends up getting sentenced. So, okay. What were we just talking about? Sorry about all the dogs barking. We have kids upstairs. Yeah, and well, they or they're playing basketball, and then they hear that, and they think that it's someone trying to get in the house. Oh, and she's talking about how she if she could change this, and we're gonna get into. Um, oh, because yeah, twenty years or life. Yeah, but she, and we'll get to what she ends up getting charged with. But so we're gonna go now to Gary's sentencing because he ends up getting sentenced to sixty-five to a hundred years in prison for his role in the twenty ten death. Of Karen Jenkins, so this is two years later when he's finally sentenced because he was 19 at the time of the crime. He's now 21. As he left court, he shouted, I'm God's child. God will save me. But that wasn't the first time he had an outburst in court. In October of 2011, he agreed to plead guilty to second-degree murder in return for testimony against his sister. But Monique Lee's first trial was ruled a mistrial. In her second trial in September of 2012, he had Gary had an outburst on the witness stand and contradicted his earlier testimony, claiming he murdered Jenkins on his own. So his stories were wishy-washy all over the freaking place. So he's the one with the mental disorder. <laughs> or he's just... Or he's trying to protect his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of, like, other cases where they're like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely, you know, I'll, I'll yeah, agree to this. Have, he doesn't have kids either. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... So I'll, I'll, I'll do this, and then they end up twisting it, and then it's just like, fuck you, dude. So, exactly. Uh, she Monique was barred from further testimony, and she at first her first charge was with of perjury. Prosecutors wanted a life sentence for Gary Lee and tried um, saying he tried to sabotage the entire criminal justice system by lying under oath. He did apologize to family members, saying he was young and that he made a mistake. And this is his quote-unquote... Uh, Quote. Quote. <laughs> his testimony to his family and friends, or family members. To the family, I apologize. To the court, I apologize. I'm a young man. I'm 21 years old. When this happened, I was 19. I've been through a lot growing up. As I sit here, as I sit here hearing testimony, all I can say is I apologize. I'm young. I made a mistake. My sister misled me. Yes, I lied. Yes, I tried to cover things up. I'm young. 
I'm a father. Oh, see, he does have a kid. My son is one years old. I know I'm doing time. All I ask for you, judge, to be lenient. I've had it rough. I take full responsibility and I apologize, but I deserve a second chance. Sorry, family. I'm sorry. So, like I said, he was sentenced to 65 to 100 years. He could be eligible for parole. Um, it was in 32 and a half years. So this was 2012. So 2012, 2044 is when he would be up. So 22 years from now. So it's been 10 years. Shit. 2012 was 10 years ago. Son of a bitch. If something doesn't happen to him. So, Cecilia Minchel, which is, this is so weird because her, her middle, okay, Cecilia is spelled like, I have two middle names. My second middle name is Cecilia and it's spelled right. And then her last name is Minchel, which is M-I-N-S-H-A-L-L. -L. Oh, wow. <laughs> literally two letters different from our last name. I just thought that was just kooky weird. It's like, and the fact that Cecilia is spelled correctly because most people spell it C-E-C-I-L-I-A and it, this is C-E-C-E-L-I-A and I'm like, <gasps> love it. But um, no, no, Cecilia is badass. She knew Karen for more than 30 years and she said she had no mercy for Gary. I wish he would have got the death penalty. Both families are just destroyed over something stupid, which I definitely 100% agree. The Lee's mother, who is Patricia, Wils uh, Patricia Wilson, said she felt for the Jenkins family. I can sympathize, sympathize with them because they lost a sister is what Patricia said, I'm losing two kids, which I mean, yes, but you can still go visit your children. You can still go talk to them. You can still give them hugs at some point. They have to go to a grave or a, a resting place wherever, whatever they decided to do with her body. I don't know. It doesn't, we don't get into funeral details here typically. Um, so moving forward only two months. Okay. So she ends up getting sentenced to life without a chance of parole. Good. So, and that was in the, doo -doo -doo -doo, I think it's 20, the end of 2012, November of 2012, yeah, or 2011, I don't know, damn it, anyways, it's January 18th, I, I want to say it's 2013, so yeah, the end of 2012 is when she ends up getting sentenced, um, she was 29 years old, serving a life sentence for strangling her landlord, she ends up dying at the Nebraska Women's Prison in York. The cause of her death was not known, but uh, Monique reportedly had been housed in a medical unit for an, Ill for an illness in recent days. So she was only in prison for two, two months, and then she ends up dying. Whoa. Yeah. Corrections officials had not re released reports of her death. Um, a corrections website listed her uh, date of death as, what did I say? Jan January 18th, because it was the day after Arlo's birthday. Um, her two, her death two months after she was sent to York to serve her life sentence, um, brought an end to what her attorney called one of the more strange, odd, unusual cases he had handled, which I definitely agree. It was very odd and it was just, it's just wackadoodle wonky. Mm -hmm. Had, she had pled guilty by reason, had pled not guilty by reason of insanity in the October 2010 death of Karen Jenkins. She was diagnosed as bipolar and had suffered from schizophrenia since she, since childhood, which I think, if I remember right, when we dealt with some kids um, when I, at a place I used to work, mm -hmm. schizophrenia is not common in women. It's more common in young men, boy, like to, from youth to adulthood. So for women to have it is not super common. common. But yeah. it's not 
not impossible. Exactly. And if I'm wrong on that, if you're a professional, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure that's close to accurate or else I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> not in my notes going off my brain here. Her brother and sister testified that she had molested her brother when they were both children. And as a child, she tried to poison her mother by soaking her fo food in WD-40, which I just thought that was just, that's, it, wow. I would never think, look at WD-40 as a, like a, a murder, murder or a poison. I would grab like wow. bleach. <laughs> Be the only thing I would think of, or a chemical of some sort. So she's like a sociopath. Oh, like, are you okay? My ear just started ringing. Hello, you're downloading something. Hello. I do not care. Is it you? Please be Karen and not Monique. <laughs> hey girl, I hear you. Woo, that was random. Um. Okay. Um. A jury ended up rejecting her insanity defense. Under Nebraska law, the defense must prove that a defendant suffers from mental illness that makes her incapable of distinguishing right from wrong. And we've reiterated several times that she definitely knew right from wrong. Douglas County Public Defender Tom Riley said there was no doubt that um, she was mentally ill. She had long-standing mental health issues. He said her upbringing was extremely difficult. There's always some unanswered questions in any case, but with Monique, there were some gaping ones as to why, to what actually occurred and why. Were her children living with her beforehand, or were they living with her sister? No, her sister ended up getting custody of them while she was um, arrested. Okay. So they were living so, with so her. If so they were then then that yeah then her I would feel her case would go out the window or she was able because then she wouldn't have been a good fit mother and right the children wouldn't have been able to live with her exactly if she had this aggressive mm -hmm. she wouldn't have been able Not to take care of to do her kids figure right from wrong like, right but yet but yet she was wor worried about knowing that she was going to be taken from her kids and that's all she kept worrying about so she knew what she had done was wrong. Because it was going to prevent her from being able to be with her children, who she obviously loved because, I mean, it wasn't like a negative thing with her kids when she talked to them on the phone. So, like I said, it was a shorter one today, but it happens. So, I just, yeah. That just odd. That was wild. It, 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 yeah. yeah. It was, the more I read it, especially about her trying to supposedly poison her mom, but of a WD-40 of all things. like That's strong. That 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 scent is very strong. Yeah. Like when I sprayed in the house, for, like on a creaky door or something like mm -hmm. that, that, that smell lingers. So I, I don't know how you'd hide that in food. Yeah. Or Sorry about the dogs, guys. Like, yeah. I, I'd rather not have my, my ear keeps ringing. It's weird. Ah. Usually it's whatever's going on you're supposed to like pay close attention to. Well, I guess we should wrap up then um, so I can focus my energy a little bit somewhere else. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in in like just a couple days. Well, actually, okay, this is going to be a couple weeks ago now because we're ro recording ahead because we're trying to... Be better people. Be better people. Be more... Get our shit together. Nicole, me. Um, so yeah, this is a couple weeks from now. Um, hope you had a great Easter. If you yes, I hope Easter. you had a wonderful zombie Easter. Day. Happy Jesus Zombie Day. We. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the fact that um, well, it's recent right as of now, but we ended up having 196 plays in one night or Ew. over the course of like 24 hours. So like our numbers like jumped. We're almost at. By the time this might hit your ear holes, we might be at 11,000 by Thank then. You. But but the fact that we're like we were we're only a little bit away at this moment in time on April 11th. So. That's pretty fucking rad. And the fact that some of you have, like, some of you are brand new. Some of you have been with us from the beginning. 
and just going through all the changes we've gone through over the course of this podcast, it's just, it means a lot to me, especially, yes. and we just, I just freaking love you guys. Yes. I just love all 50 states of you. Yes, thank you. And all these other countries, too. All these thank countries. You, thank you, thank you, 59 thank of you, you have listened to us. I don't know how many are, like, reoccurring listeners, but that's okay. Because at one point in time, you listened to us at least one time, and that will forever mean, like, the world And so for us. those who are new, if you have a case you'd like us to... Cover. Uh, cover. Thank mm-hmm. you. Those mm-hmm. are the words. Words are hard. Mm-hmm. 100%. Let us know. Um, you can shoot us DM. Uh, yeah, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Um, all email. of them. Email. We do have Bloody Bibles Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, slide into our DMs if you know us personally, for sure. Um, if you message us on Facebook, both of us get notified of that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Shauna gets it more than I do. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know why the algorithm know. Facebook likes her. It's like and either one, whether you go to Bloody Bo- Podcast, well, Bloody Podcast, Bloody or Babbles Babbles. Podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm dumb. You know what? That's why Nicole does this, not me. You can go to our page, or we do have a personal group now. Yes. Um, and you do have to have like permission to enter it because I've seen a lot of. You have to monitor a lot of groups so you guys don't get shut down with certain things that get posted. Because I'm in several true crime groups, and some of them have had to be remade because Facebook is very sensitive. So, um, yeah, slide into our Instagram DMs. I get the messages there and on Twitter. It notifies my phone immediately, so I'm pretty responsive. Um, I probably will always be that way because, I mean, who knows if we'll ever be super famous or whatever. Uh, we're ranked in Slovakia right now. Hey, we're Slovakia. on the, we're like 144 on their charts. Hey, it just notified me like uh, two days in a row. Yeah, we went from... It was like, I think we dropped down a little bit. I'm like, whatever. That's fine. Well, yeah, we Do went from like 125 on. and 144. So Thanks. I think that's really cool. So go, yeah, rate and review on Apple. Um, we have good pods. Uh, that's a place you can listen and rate and review. Um, you can give us stars on Spotify. if you. All you have to do is listen to 30 seconds. Hopefully it's more than that, but that's that's all you want to do. Cool. You can uh, give us stars on there, however many you think we are worthy of. And if you if they're low stars, let us know what we need to do to, to better ourselves, to improve, yes. to make this more something that you would want to listen to more often. Yes. Um, and if, and he does not, if you don't like people. our babbles, yeah. well, I'm so sorry. That's in the title. I mean, it's in the title. It's yeah. in the title. We babble. We do. We're, we're sisters. And we just we mm-hmm. it's just who we are who we are as people. Facts. Um, Fantasy and world music by the Fighters does our intro sound. Yeah, go rate, review, listen, share, subscribe. Let us know what you want us to do. Let us know let us know about us the weird googly eyed thing. If you'd like us to totally make a video of a case like that, because I think that would be absolutely a blast. <laughs> or if you just want to see my cute baby jumping around, There's we that. could uh, record him. Or maybe we'll just like sit off to the side of the camera. And we'll yeah. just. Just be know. there. Yeah. Um, maybe one day we'll get something on Patreon before Shauna moves away. We'll figure something out. Something might happen. Or it might not. We don't it know. It might not. Who knows? We won't know unless you tell us what you want. Thanks. What you want from us. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Babylon. Hi, I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. We're the hosts of the podcast Inebriated Input. Every other week, we get drunk and answer your questions. Whether it's how to handle a breakup, or your latest roommate drama, or just what you should buy if you're getting a cat, we're here for you. While drinking. A lot. And being generally charming and funny. Inebriated Input is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And you can find more info at inebriatedinput.com. Cheers! Cheers!